What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Come on, Robin. To the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital, it is Thursday, Feb 17, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Why was I so cute just then? I just, I don't know why I was doing the cute voice. Day 395 of the Biden-Harris administration, 264 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And look, sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> As always, every Thursday, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at patreon.com slash fromthebunker, and David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. Hi. His music project, hi, is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Links in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Get clicking. Why aren't you clicking yet? And, and you know what? Actually, speaking of clicking... On our Patreon page right now, it's happening right now, culminating in tomorrow's after party. Uh, Kimberly and I are doing another Ask Us Anything show tomorrow Uh for the after party. So if you're a subscriber on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com, you can submit your questions. But the only way you can hear our answers is if you sign up at the $10 a month after party shadow docket level. So if you're not there... Get going. What are you waiting for? Don't miss out. All right, I've Bob? got a question. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pre-submit this. When okay. are you guys getting some more cats? You know what? Someone asked that question. So that was one of the first questions that was posted on the thread on our Patreon page. And the answer is, I don't know. We just we want some <laughs> little know. nieces and nephews. To I know. For. Just so you can go through what I'm going through right now. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? That's Do you a hear really the background noise here, the howling and the thumping and the scratching. They want to be on the show. That's exactly what's going on. They want to be go get her. Goth ninjas. Okay, great, great. Yeah, I'm not going to answer the question specifically until tomorrow. And I think Kimberly has more insight in terms of our our well, kitty I know cat she wants situation. One. I, At least yeah, one. she she definitely does. But it's ultimately her choice, and so can you hear this? Uh, what, what? Oh yeah. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, meet Pippa. Hi, Pippa. Pippa. Was that, oh, was that her? Oh, she just made so it's kind of like a baby Yoda voice. It yeah. was. Little, it was very Grogu. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cute. That's her. All you 17 know, and a half pounds of her. <laughs> wow. If she could read She's a prompter. She's a bowling ball with fur, basically. Yeah. If she could read a prompter, she could fill in for Rachel for a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? Alex Wagner is doing a great job. I got a text last night from Buzz Burbank saying, oh, my God, Alex Wagner is amazing. Filling she in for- was doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we watch about- religiously. Nine o'clock every night, Ben and I are on the sofa eating dinner, watching Rachel. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we've been just in, we're in the habit. And, you know, Ali Velshi is good, but Alex Wagner has something, there's just something kind of compelling about her. Yeah, yeah. To me, she has kind of a feline face. I just want to, like, reach to the screen and, like, <laughs> Hug her and pet She's her the and best. call her George. And like, I say, I say, Alex Wagner is the best, and and that's mainly because when she was on during the daytime on MSNBC, she used to promote my work all the time. 
So it's like well, every that's time, really all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's my only criteria. Well, Alex Wagner, she's definitely a good person because she was sharing my work. It, <laughs> it works out so well for me that Alex Wagner is on in prime time now. And she's got that same gift for turning, you know, a prompter into conversational, very relaxed uh, storytelling, which is Rachel Maddow's It always feels like... Yeah, Rachel's just telling you these stories of, you know, she's like, let me tell you about the Green Barrel Gang, Donnybrook, of 1926. <laughs> and how this pertains to uh, Donald Trump. And then, like, you know, she'll bring this expert on, and she's like, did I miss anything in the lead-up to this? And the expert's like, I've never heard that succinct an explanation of the Green Barrel Gang, Donnybrook, of 1926. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind is of that a, Is that a real thing? Is the Green Barrel Donnybrook, is that a real <laughs> story? Making that up. You just made that up. Oh my God. Because that could so totally be like a 1920s scandal, right? But the thing that I always talk about with Rachel Maddow, there was one time she did that storytelling device that she does where she starts out at one place and ends up at some (laughs) place completely different. The, The one that I always repeat is when she started out at the top of her A block talking about carnival cruises and how you can take a carnival cruise to Alaska. And that was the beginning of it. It was all about carnival. Of course, there was B-roll of carnival cruise ships and so on, you know, seeing the glaciers and all that crap. And then she ended it. This is what she was leading up to with the carnival cruise kickoff. She ended it with, (laughs) Bill Crystal is always wrong. That was like, (laughs) she went from carnival cruise to lead up to the observation that Bill Crystal is always wrong about politics. This, of course, is before Trump, when Bill Kristol was actually not always wrong, where he's correct about Donald Trump, at least. Well, here's my take on uh, cruise ships, going on a cruise as part of a vacation. Here's how you can duplicate that, that experience. You can go to a regular, shitty, two-star hotel, and then go to, like, an old country buffet. And then you have the full cruise experience. If they were to take those two things and put them on Except the water. Except that you can't leave the old country buffet or the two-star <laughs> hotel. Exactly. And yeah, all yeah, of yeah, the yeah. people there yeah. you're stuck with for the duration. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're you're imprisoned inside the old country buffet. Except there's water And then you've got to get the norovirus to really top it off. You've got to be exploding like vomit and diarrhea. Like uh, salmonella, E. coli. COVID, all the rest of it. Yeah. But that's like a, a new thing now is to do these uh, rock concerts on cruises. I know Yes did them. Hal Sparks was just at one where I think yes, he was. Winger performed at the on the cruise. Oh, yeah. I have, my friends are on that cruise right now. My uh, Faster Pussycat's on. And then uh, I think Hal performed a song with Winger. On stage. Probably. Yeah. I think they're officially Nerd Halen. Uh, <laughs> they are yeah, Nerd, Nerd Halen. Halen. Exactly. Oh, my exactly God. Nerd Halen is so goddamn good. If you haven't seen Hal Sparks' uh, fun cover band project called Nerd Halen, go to YouTube, search for Nerd Halen, and check it out. They're actually pretty damn amazing. I mean, obviously, Hal does a great job on league vocals, but the guitar player nails all of oh, yeah, the Eddie great. Van Halen guitar parts. All right, so, so we I just... I think said- I had a thunderstruck realization today that Huey Lewis and David Lee Roth are basically the same guy at different points in the whiskey and coke <laughs> thing. It could be, Like, yeah. you know... We just did a whole Rachel Maddow A block just now. We went from your cat Pippa all the way to <laughs> Huey Lewis and David Lee Roth are the same person. So that that is uh, pretty outstanding. We just illustrated yeah, David exactly. Lee Roth is Huey Lewis, Coke to the nines, and wasted. <laughs> By the way, once again, ask us anything on the Patreon page happening right now, uh, and we'll do all the answers on the after party tomorrow, bobseskashow.com. All right, so let's dig into more of this Mazar's story. This gets better and better and better. <laughs> fully illustrating. Oh, yeah. Fully illustrating. Such an own goal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My theory that Trump always makes things worse for Trump. And this is the latest development in all of this. Mazar's, those of you who don't know, Mazar's was Trump's accounting firm. They dropped him. On Valentine's Day. I know. They broke up with him on Love Day. Yeah. Mm. Totally broke up. And then they said all of those financial statements for the Trump organization can't be relied on anymore. No longer longer valid because- Retroactively 
canceled. Yes, right. the numbers in them are probably wrong. That was kind of the takeaway for that one. So what's happened since then is obviously Donald Trump has thrown a five-page tantrum. My business has the best branding and the best concepts and the yeah. most fantastic assets. Here's the numbers. <laughs> it's and this is after like a week and a half of his attorneys pleading in court to Tish James yeah. that like, oh, the Trump family, they don't really know the numbers. They don't know anything. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. not involved on in that level. That's accountants <laughs> only. They're purely blameless, you know, white little snowy sheep. Yeah. Just innocently maligned, you know, they just really, and like, and you know, Ivanka's like, I don't know anything about those deals. It's like, you're listed as the head negotiator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NBC News writes here, the former president's five-page statement got into detail about possible discrepancies, implying that he had more knowledge than his lawyers said, calling the investigation a political and racist attack, claiming Mazars had essentially been forced to resign, and defending the financial Wait, statement. racist? Yeah, well, because Letitia James is black and Trump is white. Mm -hmm. So Letitia James is, according to Trump, being racist against <sighs> Trump as a white guy. He was saying the same thing about Fonnie Willis in Fulton yes. County. It's a racist yep. attack against him. He says it about Letitia James. Yeah, and this is uh, more of Donald just, Trump uh, not understanding God. the definition of words, right? He doesn't understand right. the definition of the word racism. And so he thinks that it can go the other way. <laughs> he think, uh, the 70 He just can't believe these black women are coming after him. Yeah, why are these right. black women? And oppressing the 70% of the population <laughs> that are white yeah. people. Quote, remember when the attorney general and or district attorney said they think my financial statements may be high? I don't even include these branding numbers in them, which is far more than any discrepancy they may have, Trump wrote. So basically, because you, you can't put in the business valuation what you think your brand is worth. That's not an actual financial asset. You can't quantify that mm -mm. in dollar figures. So Mazar said, well, no, you can't include that as part of the financial statements. And so instead, what he did and this is his explanation. Of course, it's all bullshit to make an excuse for why he was artificially inflating his assets. He went ahead and added, in some cases, 30% onto uh -huh. his valuations to, in his words, make up for the inability to add his brand value in his financial statements. And that's how he's explaining these massive disparities between, you know, one statement versus another statement, one valuation on one document versus a valuation on another document. So this is Donald Trump digging a hole deeper and deeper for himself at, mm -hmm. right on the heels, as you were saying, David, right on the heels of his lawyers explaining, oh, they don't know nothing. The Trumps, they have no idea what the numbers actually are. And then Trump's like, yes, I know all the numbers. Look at look here. And then he releases the document, the Mazars document, that if you have an accountant, everyone who hires an accountant has to sign one of these documents. I've signed one of these documents that says the numbers that you give us are your responsibility. Uh, yep. We, as your accountant, are only taking the numbers that you give us and plugging them into these forms. Right. And Donald Trump goes ahead and releases that in order to prove some other <laughs> point. <laughs> but Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. It and is, they just have how this, is he still a free man, though? This I is know, what the prosecutors are just downloading his statements from the office of the president. They're just downloading them like, oh, more yeah. evidence. Exactly. More, right. Thank you so much for just giving us. We don't even need to ask for discovery in the civil lawsuit. Boom, we're getting it. I mean, well, this is what's yeah. driving me nuts, Jody, is the fact that Donald Trump is out there on a weekly basis, in some cases a daily basis, uh -huh. confessing to his crimes, blabbing them at, on his rally stages and releasing statements in which he exposes his lies flagrantly. I mean, it's not like, okay, well, if you interpret it, if you close one eye and look at it in a weird way, then it kind of looks like he's, you know, confessing. But that's not the case. He is literally confessing. And yet at the same time, our Department of Justice and U.S. Attorney John Durham is relitigating Hillary Clinton right now. Oh, okay, well, as far as the John Durham thing is, we cannot fire him because that's what every that's what the well, right sure. wing wants. Yeah. So he's got to keep doing that bullshit, and he'll just dig himself, you know, into stupidity. Absolutely. But let me let me let me read a tweet that Glenn Kirshner said this morning. He said, um, "A lot of people are frustrated at the perceived lack of 
Department of Justice progress towards holding Trump and his criminal cabal accountable mm-hmm. for their crimes. He said, I once worked covertly on a case for two years while a highly regarded Washington Post columnist said we were not pursuing justice. So I think Kirshner has because he's getting less Veruca salty than he was, say, a month ago. Interesting. Hmm. So yeah. You think somebody whispered in his ear. Well, I mean, he's an ex-DOJ official. Um, so, uh, I think he's, I think he's got some information, not just his own background, but yeah, there, yeah. cause his, his, his tone has changed. This now is entering a new phase, I believe between Mazars and, uh, this, this ridiculousness with, uh, John Durham. In fact, I was speaking with, uh, Allison Gill from Muller, she wrote and the daily mm-hmm. beans podcast on my show yesterday. And uh, which, by the way, you should all listen to amazing oh, it's great. revelations it's so in there. Yeah. yeah. Allison is such a great guest and, and her show is amazing. Muller, she wrote and uh, the Daily Beans. In fact, I'm going to be on uh, the Daily Beans. We're going to record on Monday. I don't know if it drops on Monday, but we're recording the show on, on Monday, me and Allison. Uh, and so Allison was saying yesterday that uh, she was talking about the uh, John Durham case and she believes that the Michael Sussman and this is this is where this uh, new filing right. comes from, in which they accuse Hillary Clinton of spying on Trump or whatever the nonsense is. Yeah, that was I couldn't. It's hard to follow yeah. what they're saying. I mean, if you read the actual thing, it's like, huh? What, it's yeah. a it's a conflict of interest filing. Right, right. But I mean, suffice to say, she believes that the Michael Sussman case, which is the main thrust of what John Durham is indicting right, right. now, that that's going to be thrown out in court. But that's oh, not going to make it to full trial because it's so thin. I mean, they're basically yeah. accusing Michael Sussman, who was Hillary Clinton campaign's uh, former lawyer or something like that. And uh, they're saying that he lied to the FBI in terms of who he is representing. And in this court filing, which we discussed and, and talked about in detail on Tuesday's show, uh, John Durham drops this ridiculous bombshell that's got all of you know, the Red Hat entertainment complex freaking their shit all over the place. I think this is a measure of how panicked they are actually about the Mazars thing (laughs) is that they are furiously trying to kick up sand. Yeah, yeah. And make as much noise as possible to distract from, I mean, we keep saying, I feel like the walls are closing in around Trump, but I mean, yeah, well, there was I a, just wish they would close a little faster. Yeah, like no the trash compactor in Star Wars. You know, well, they're well, they're closing pretty quickly. I mean, this Mazars yeah. thing is going to completely screw Donald Trump with his pants on. At least from a financial point of view. I mean, there are so many downsides to all of this, and very few upsides, if any, for Donald Trump's finances. Because now he's got to find a new accounting firm to represent him. And who the fuck? wants to represent Donald Trump at a time when his finances are under investigation, not just in Albany, but also in Manhattan. So <laughs> you're going to be stepping into a world of shit if you decide to be hired by Donald Trump. And oh, by the way, bonus, you won't get paid. So there's right. that on, <clears throat> on top of the other thing. But I think this going back to the Sussman matter and John Durham, I agree with Allison. I think the Sussman case is going to be thrown out. But in the meantime... John Durham has given all kinds of red meat to the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, and there is nothing, it is a big nothing, there is nothing there. And what he basically said was, uh, John Sussman represented this this IT company, the cybersecurity company called Newstar, and they were looking into uh, suspicious uh, hits on the White House servers in 2016. You know, while Barack Obama was still president. Right. <laughs> and this was in the wake of the Russians hacking the DNC. And then suddenly, as we were discussing on Tuesday's show, suddenly these weird Russian cell phones called Yoda phones. <laughs> yeah, Yoda phones. With this, the... <laughs> Get it? Uh, so these Yoda phones start connecting to the White House servers and of course if it's a russian cell phone it's also connecting to yoda servers in russia so if you've got data being exchanged between a cell phone and a server at the white house and the cell phone and servers in russia you're going to want to look into those numbers especially in the wake of the fact that russians hack the dnc and for that matter the rnc and, and others um that's an urgent matter so this company Newstar was hired to look into that information. And quite frankly, the information that they derived from that investigation was legal to have. But because Sussman represents the 
IT company, the cybersecurity company, and Sussman also represented Hillary Clinton. This somehow, in John Durham's mind, and certainly in the minds of Fox News hosts and Donald Trump, that means that Hillary Clinton was paying the cybersecurity firm. And there is no evidence whatsoever that that was even going on. And by the way, why the fuck would Hillary Clinton want to investigate Donald Trump after the campaign was over, after the election was over? Right. It just didn't happen that way. So I read the filing yesterday as I was writing my piece for the banter, the banter.substack.com, which is out right now, in fact. And I was going through Durham's filing, and there's contradictions in there. Oh, yeah. There's dead ends. There's incomplete uh, allegations. It's all a bunch of hocus-pocus bullshit. It reminded me, Jody, of some of the shitty reporting that was going on around uh, Edward Snowden and Glenn Greenwald. In Mm -hmm. fact, a lot of the reporting coming from Glenn Greenwald. Shocker that Glenn Greenwald would be scamming people with his reporting back then. But uh, Mm. this is the kind of stuff that I was seeing. Headlines changing surreptitiously to say one thing, to get the word out, to get the falsehood out, and then changing the headline later to cover their ass and so on. These are all sorts of things that have been happening for the last three days. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think, David, you nailed it. I think this is all uh, waving shiny objects to get people to stop talking about the documents, the 15 boxes of documents that Donald Trump stole from the White House, including top secret documents, Mm -hmm. to get people to stop talking about the fact that Donald Trump could be financially devastated by this Mazar situation. (laughs) And you know what? The other dimension, uh, real quick about Mazar's, Mazars now is free to cooperate with whatever investigator uh, needs information because Mazars is no longer beholden to Donald Trump. They're no longer employed by Donald Trump. They're no longer under threat of being fired by Donald Trump because they quit and now they can really screw Donald Trump. uh, And there is no accountant client privilege. That's true. That's true. But this gives them a little bit more leeway, a little bit more wiggle room. You know what I mean? I think it came down to it, and they were like, we can defend ourselves, or we can defend this shitty client. Keep a close eye on both of these stories, because this is where the rubber hits the road, so to speak, when it comes to accountability for Donald Trump. And in fact, uh, contradicting Malcolm Nance a couple of weeks ago, Malcolm thought that the Fonnie Willis-Fulton County thing would be in last place as far as accountability for Trump, but Allison Gill thought Fulton County was way up there. I mean, if not the most possible indictment uh, of Donald Trump. I think so, too, because it's the strongest case. I mean, literally, he's on tape. Yes, yes. But this story with Mazars, the Letitia James investigation, Mm -hmm. just so much uh, proof at this point. In court, they were uh, in court today with a hearing about uh, compelling Donald Trump Jr., Eric, and I think Ivanka, That's happening today, isn't it? Happening right now. uh, Compelling them to be deposed. They were resisting deposition. And so now, uh, I think by the time we finish this show, the justice in that case, the judge, will have a decision on whether or not the Trumps will be compelled to be deposed to Letitia James. So that's all going to be really good. But in this uh, court hearing today, uh, Letitia James's office said about Trump, quote, It is not unusual for parties to a legal proceeding to disagree about the facts, but it is truly rare for a party to publicly disagree with statements submitted by his own attorneys in a signed (laughs) pleading, let alone one day after the pleading was filed. Mm -hmm. That is just fucking incredible that that is actually going on. It's like they have no blessed clue how to operate. I keep going back to the thing that I've been saying for the last six years. They are the dumbest crooks in the history of dumb crooks. I don't know how they've gotten away with it for this long. I guess it's just graft, paying off judges, paying off investigators to get out of this shit. That's what it was. It had to have been because, I mean, New York is known for being a little, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's just so easy to Especially bait. for real I, estate. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, he just uh, walks right into the rabbit season, duck season trick every single time. I uh, just wanted you guys to know that Weisselberg is supposed to give a deposition in the inauguration lawsuit. Oh, interesting. Well, that's a whole other 
dimension uh-huh. to yeah, all that of just, this. That just kind of came down. He's he has to give it. He has to at least show up for it. He can obviously plead. Well, but, um, he's got to. It just up. blows me away that they're mad at this Sussman guy for reportedly lying to the FBI when that was like how they wiped their feet on the welcome mat at the White House. Yeah, exactly. You know, with Michael Flynn lying to the FBI. I mean, that's where they kicked off. Yeah. Well, part of like, the problem with that was everybody in D.C. knew who his clients had been. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the FBI didn't know who he worked for. Yeah. Well, which is part of the proceedings are going, look, the FBI already knew who he, he had worked for or was currently working for or had worked for in the past or was probably going to work for because it was just common knowledge. So that that the fact that he didn't, quote, disclose it really wouldn't have mattered to them in the first place. Oh, wait, this just in. I got the documents right here. Okay. All right, Alex. Here, here, listen to the documents. I got the documents right here. What happened is today in court, Donald Trump's lawyers said that he's part of a privileged class that should yeah. not be subject to yeah. this investigation. I don't know why I did that in Alex Jones's voice. I think, I just, I, I I think that's next. appropriate. I think it's yeah. appropriate. <laughs> I had to do the paper, this just-in yeah, paper, and that's, that's how I got to Alex Jones. But needless to say, that's what they were saying in court today. That's what Trump's what? lawyers were saying, yeah. that he's part of a privileged class because he's been president, and so therefore he gets special dispensation when it comes to depositions. The along shit that he line. did before he was in office? That's right. Or the, sh- the shit uh. that he's done since he was in office, since he left mm-hmm. office. Yeah. So that's going on right now. And I imagine, just from reading some of the early observations from the court proceedings today, there's no way this judge is ruling on Trump's behalf. I could oh, be no, entirely no. wrong on this, and this is going to no. be one of those things that's going to drop right after we're finished recording the show. So, you know, our guess is as good as anyone's at this point. We have no idea. But, I mean, just based on what I was reading, this is not going well for Donald Trump. The judge doesn't appear to be— They could not have be, worded that in a more, like, just, you know, like, privileged— class like yeah the two things that like wh- white people really don't want to talk about like i don't know it was a <laughs> terrible call yeah well one of trump's lawyers was apparently repeatedly interrupting not just the judge but also the clerk and the clerk had to admonish the lawyers to say stop <laughs> stop talking over us god damn it and you know they're talking about how this is a political witch hunt this is because letitia james ran on going after donald trump and the judge kept pushing back and saying, there's a First Amendment in this country. Just because you're running for uh, attorney general of a state doesn't mean you can't express your political point of view. And besides, this investigation has nothing to do with Donald Trump's politics. This has everything to do with his shady finances, his cheating on his taxes, cheating on insurance forms, cheating on loan applications Mm -hmm. by doing what he always does, changing his status based on what he needs, what he wants, what he desires, the money that he's required. Bear in mind that while Donald Trump has real estate holdings, he is $590 million in the hole to various lenders. And those loans are coming due between now and 2025. I think over $100 million of that is to Deutsche Bank alone. Donald Trump's entire financial status is being held together with, like, barbed wire and scotch tape. I mean, if you or I were millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in debt, we would not be just, like, you know, free to stand around pulling our puds. Like, no. I, just, I don't understand, like, why he's not in handcuffs. Yeah. I mean, I— And, and I get that he's constantly filing motions and r- random nonsensical court filings. Mm-hmm. To, like, you know, delay things. But Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. If Donald Trump has to declare bankruptcy, which that's what I'm predicting now. But if he has to do this, it is going to be horrendously painful for him. And that's what I want. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't. don't, Because I think this would be the first time everybody in the country will notice. Yeah, exactly. But he'll turn Mm. it into more grievances and so on. In fact, uh, I was saying on the show that it's because of all you know witch hunt prosecutions and all of his legal fees that he yeah. hasn't actually paid. <laughs> right, right. But, you know. Well, the thing is, the reason why some of these banks might not go after Donald Trump for this debt is because they're afraid of his supporters. You son. really think Deutsche Bank is afraid of a bunch of MAGAs? Yeah, you know what? No. John Fugelsang said the same damn thing last night to me, and that's a really good point. But. 
you know, who knows? These they won't pe- even. They don't even. They can't even pronounce Deutsche Bank. That's true. I mean, they can't and, spell and, it either. <laughs> and most, you know, and most of the people that that Donald Trump has worked with in the past, they're based out of New York City. They mm. don't even know where that is. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where are they going to go to like ransack yeah. a Deutsche Bank? I mean, you know, they can't they go to their local Omaha. city bank. They ain't going to go to the local Bank of America. They, they don't know where these places are. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, those banks aren't afraid. They want their money. Since when is that even part of an agreement to lend money to someone? You know, you're going to have to pay this money back with interest. But also, if you raise a militia or two, uh, you won't have to pay the money back. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) not going to happen. That's in no universe. Is that the truth? Okay, we're going to come back with more show here in just one second. But first, if you're only listening to the free portion of this show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show. It's all happening on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows and it's only going to cost you five dollars per month and you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast and by the way we're doing ask us anything as i was saying at the top of the show on the after party that's ten dollars per month that's a different level and if you feel saucy right now go and sign up for the after party level don't miss out again that's bobseskashow.com bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Treaty. It's a lead track off of their Hearthstone album, a song called Yearning. Yeah. Uh, TheWarandTreaty.com. Uh, link in the description under this episode of BobSuska.com. Yeah. Let's hear this chorus. What's that? Yeah. Let's hear this chorus. Yeah. Oh, oh so good. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> this is glorious. Yeah. Right, well, let me write this down. Who is this again? This is War, War, and, and, War and Treaty. War That's the name of the band. Treaty. War and Treaty. TheWarandTreaty.com. I think, I think there's a the at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so goddamn good. Yeah, we debuted Damn. Uh, their first single off of this album a couple of months ago. And uh, going through the songs today, I was like, Oh my God! I gotta get this song "Yearning" off uh, their uh, Heartstown album. I got to gotta get this on the show today, and so uh, there it is. Such a great track. Uh, BobSeska.com/slash/music to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. All right, uh, the One Six Committee apparently looking at Ivanka now. That'll be the next uh, subpoena. Good. Let's get her. Get her. Get her. Get her. Get her. And speaking of get her, Mm. we've got a story about get her (laughs) coming up in the uh, Shadow Docket later. Bad news. (laughs) Bad news for Getter. So uh, they're looking at Ivanka Trump <laughs> lined up for uh, subpoenas now. They just subpoenaed I think, six different people linked to the fake electors scheme. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? I mean, it's just amazing that people are still like, yes, let's bring those Republicans back and have them run Congress again. Yeah. We're hearing all these stories. I mean, it's every day there's another story about Republican crimes. I mean, in six different I'm states. I'm really interested to see how these public hearings before the midterms go. 
Because mm-hmm. a lot, I mean, some of those people are up for re-election. Isn't Jim Jordan up for re-election? Yeah, oh, yeah, all of, everybody in the House is. The entire everybody House is up for re-election, yeah. yeah Every yeah. two years. Oh, yeah. God, man. Marjorie fucking Potato Head Green has got to go down. <laughs> that That's up to fucking, you. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not in her district, thank God. But, like, I mean... Uh, she may yeah. go down in the primary. I don't think she's even going to make so. it out of her, her primary. That means, I, she, I mean, so. she's still in office. She'd still be in office until January of next year, but she wouldn't uh, be able to run she in the general She doesn't do election. anything yeah. except tweet and be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol insurrection is considering issuing a subpoena to Ivanka Trump to force her cooperation with the inquiry into Donald Trump's efforts to uh, return himself to power on 6 January, according to source familiar with the matter. Uh, any move to subpoena Ivanka Trump and, for the first time, force a member of Trump's own family to testify against him would mark a dramatic escalation in the 6th January mm-hmm. inquiry. Obviously, this is from The Guardian because of the date. Mm-hmm. I could tell just by the date. Uh, that could amount to a treacherous legal and political moment for the former president. I think Ivanka... Good! Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Ivanka wants to talk because... I think so, too. Because I think she still has ambitions. I mean, she's got another, what, 40, 50 years of her life to live <laughs> with the Trump last and name. And she's got children to be worried about. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I think she hates her father. Right. I think she would want to, among all of the kids, I think she would be most likely to testify yeah. against her dad, throw her dad under the bus. Because she's got her own money f- through her corrupt, horrible, you know, unformed husband. Yeah, right, right. So she's uh, made her own money without daddy's money. She's made her own so she can probably withstand a lot yeah. whereas the brothers can't. Look, if you want accountability to come out of this 1/6 committee, here's your assignment. Work your ass off so the yep. Democrats can retain their majority yep. in the House of Representatives next year. I mean the election this year, but they would be sworn in next year. So we got to do this. Otherwise, you know what's going to be formed? The committee to investigate the 1/6 committee. Right. That's inevitable. There are going to be people arrested, people involved mm-hmm. with looking at uh, Trump Russia, people involved mm-hmm. looking at the insurrection. There are going to be arrests made of people who have no business being arrested, who didn't do anything right. fucking illegal except for being mean to Donald Trump. That's all it takes anymore to have an arrest warrant threatened against you or a threat of lock her up against you is if you're mean to Donald Trump, you better lawyer up. Yeah. Um, by the way, Donald Trump's Truth Social website. Uh, we, <laughs> we saw a screen. Is that out yet? Is yeah, that, yeah. No, I, no. I think it, it's a, it's in beta testing. It's in beta right testing. Now. Yeah, it, yeah. It mm. drops on Monday, I believe, officially. Yeah. Well, it totally ripped off Twitter's layout. I know. The Other screen than the coloring. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Someone posted a screen grab of Donald Trump's first post. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know, they probably, you know what? They're probably calling them tweets on Truth Social. Probably because it Cheats. looks, it looks, ex- you know. it looks exactly like Twitter. Twitter. Exactly. Except it's pink. The, Except, the yeah. check mark is a pink thing, and and the unfollow and follower in pink, and it's just like yeah. whatever. What's there's really no. I hope Twitter sues. Right. Right. And oh yeah, you know what they're calling them? They're calling them truths. They're not calling oh, them tweets. They're truths. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, the different tabs, the different tabs. So wait, 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 wait. Donald Trump tweeted, your favorite president is back. Yeah. That's not true. Get ready. Your favorite president will see you soon, exclamation That's mark. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah. He's not my favorite president, so he's already lying. <laughs> he's already lying under the truths tab. And then yeah. the next tab over is truths and replies. Which, by the way, even on Twitter, that's like the useless tab. <laughs> that's the tab that no one looks at. At least I don't ever look at the tweets and replies tab. I only ever look at the tweets tab. And then there's another tab that says media. I mean, it's it's identical. It, they basically just took the Twitter interface and copied and pasted it, changed a couple of the colors. And that's all Didn't it is. Didn't somebody else already get in trouble for that? Oh, I'm sure the that's other, already so, happened like, before. Right-wing social media shithead platforms yeah. like Don Bongino's ripped <laughs> off Twitter. I mean, right, right. Like, well, as I said, we're going to be talking about Jason Miller's getter later on uh, on the shadow docket. But this is another case where Donald Trump very clearly is upset about being kicked off of Twitter. So he's inventing his own Twitter. And I use the word inventing. Here's what they do. This is what Donald Trump does. We've all noticed this over the years. He is a huckster of knockoffs. 
You know, like you go yeah. to New York City and they're on the street corner selling knockoff Rolex watches and shit like that, knockoff electronics. It's like the real thing, but it's not. It's a cheap imitation of the real thing. But that's what his uh, truth social thing is for Twitter. It's like an exact copy of Twitter's interface, except it sucks. Uh, the, I think they've had uh, all kinds of problems on the back end. They tried software that was proprietary and then they were told they couldn't use that software and they had to change the back end of their uh, social media site and so on. Well, the Trumps are thieves. They, uh, I tweeted this the other day. They steal yeah. the work of others. They crap out cheap copies. They slap a different name on it. Most of the time it's Trump. And then they claim they invented it. <laughs> right? So right. It, it, you can see example after example of that. Melania Trump twice, not once, but twice stole Michelle Obama's speeches. Entire passages from Michelle Obama's speeches and pass them off as her own. And I can only imagine that Melania had very little to do with that. Probably someone like her husband or probably someone like Stephen Miller said, who the fuck cares? No one's going to notice. Here, just have this. Take this section of Michelle Obama's speech. Donald Trump's Make America Great Again slogan was ripped off from Ronald Reagan, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Everything Donald Trump does is a knockoff of something else. Even his real estate business is built upon other people's labor, other people's design savvy, other yep. people's architecture. Someone else goes and builds a building, and then Donald Trump rushes in at the last minute and slaps his fucking name on it, and then he gets paid because his name is on it. He gets a licensing fee because of his name. But then he comports himself as if he's the guy who went out with a hard hat and a shovel and built the thing himself. Right. There's no way that's ever happening. Well, did you guys I mean, read this morning about Melania's first NFT sale? Apparently she was the highest bidder. <laughs> hey, can someone explain to me what an NFT is? Non-fungible my token? Friend tried to, yeah, my friend tried to explain it to me the other day. And, and basically, it's stupid. It's um, Amway. Yes, it's like okay, so basically so say you had say you had a Superman the very first Superman comic book, right? Mm-hmm. And you've kept it in pristine condition. If you took a photograph, a digital photograph of the cover, you could sell that for thousands of dollars. Why would anyone buy that though? That's what I was saying. I'm like, why would you it's like if it's an original piece of art that's only produced digitally and there's only gonna be X amount available and it's watermarked or whatever. I can kind of understand that. But like if I take a picture of something that would be worth a lot more money if I actually sold you the actual product. No, but no, no, no. It's a stupid pyramid. It's like prints. Thing. Yeah, it's like it's like buying if you want to buy a, a print of a painting, that's gonna and they only made like ten prints of it. Okay, those ten prints are worth X amount of dollars. But digital, how can you erase it? That's my question. Is like once it's up there, somebody's gonna get it. Somebody can screen grab it. I yeah. could go I could go look at say the auction site and go capture it's a thing called grab on my Macintosh. I can just <laughs> capture it and now I have it. Right. Right. You I know, mean, but her thing was like a picture of her in the hat or some bullshit. And it was like, she literally, she was bidding with everybody else. Cause a lot of times in an auction, you want to bid your own stuff to get the mm-hmm. bidding up. But apparently according to this morning's, um, reporting, she was the last one to bid on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ridiculous. So utterly sad. 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 So sad. It is really sad. Uh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. But there, it's just, it's a weird, like it's, it's, I, Bitcoin is strange to me, but I sort of understand that. But this is kind of like bullshit. It's like really a picture, a digital photograph. of, Huh? Yeah. I guess no one's been to Instagram where the entire yeah. platform is built on stealing other people's photos. Yeah. Well, OK, that makes a little more sense to me. I mean, but, so uh, maybe somebody else can explain it better, but that's how I understood it was like, why would anybody fall for this shit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and pay more than, you know, a dollar fifty, you know, for mm. ooh, OK, I'll pay a buck fifty for that Superman one. It's like if I had Superman one, I'd be selling that for a million dollars, the hard mm. copy at Sotheby's. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I feel so bad for people who are just now learning the internet and trying to navigate what I all know. of this shit is. I've been doing this since 1997. I've been on the internet. Same here. 96 for me. Yeah. yeah. I just, the whole crypto thing has seemed like a Ponzi scheme from the very beginning to it's, me. It just all sounded like a fucking game. Mm-hmm. What it is, is, is a, it's a way for uh, my old 
uh, Nick sort of explained it to me years ago. Basically, it's so, the amount of digital code that it takes for one, and then you can exchange that for goods and services. Basically, it's like having a dollar and you exchange mm-hmm. it for goods and services. And then each Bitcoin is worth whatever it is on the market right now. And they're fair, they're worth a lot of money. Plus, you can hide money that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, you could get away with not declaring it because it wasn't yeah. real income. But now right. the IRS right. is savvy to it. And I think yeah, they went, to- no, we're not going to let you get away with that. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Now more crap. Now more crap. All right. So Russia is about to f- pull a uh, false flag operation in yep. Ukraine, apparently. Uh, Joe Biden told reporters this morning doing a chopper talk for some reason. I guess this is now a thing. Uh, where yeah, blame Brian Karam, right? Isn't that who we're supposed to blame <laughs> for Chopper Talk? I don't know. I think he was the first one to ask uh, Trump that uh, Chopper Talk question. Yeah, so he's taking the blame. Well, so it was Joe Biden mm-hmm. yelling over the sound of Marine One, but he told reporters this morning that quote, "We have reason to believe that Russia is engaged in a false flag operation to have an excuse to go into Ukraine, and that uh, Biden's sense is it will happen in the next several days." <laughs> That's. Terrifying, uh, you hopefully, know. I, yeah. You know that the Ukrainians are not having it. No, they're not, they, and they have an army. They will, <laughs> they will not stand mm. for this. And and there's a lot of people. And according to Malcolm Nance, they have a, a substantial army. They've already been fighting in one in parts of Ukraine anyway. Yeah. And I did you hear about the kindergarten that was apparently attacked by some Russian? People. No. Um, uh, that was this morning I saw it. And apparently it was Russian operatives doing it in order to provoke the Ukrainians. And but it did. Nobody got hurt. The building was, you know, somewhat destroyed, but um, nobody got hurt, which was good. So I think what's happening is when the U.S., a couple of weeks ago said, hey, they were going to do this video of Ukrainians attacking Russia in order to justify. This is starting, the U.S. is starting to go, no, whatever you think you see, you're not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's psyops back and forth. And, and Joe Biden coming out the other day and telling the Russian people, which they heard somehow, because, you know, people in Russia will hear what we're doing, even if they're not supposed to, saying, look, we like y'all. It's it's Putin and the oligarchs that we're, we don't want to fight. We don't want to go to war, which we don't. Yeah. But, you know, weapons could fall off trucks, you know, right outside the border, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, on the way, you know, it's it's easy to get them the weapons, which is what Russia does. None of us wants a nuclear war, but that could happen. Oh, good. Well, thanks for that analysis, Jody. That's Hey, I lived in L.A. and we did drop drills up until 1975 <laughs> because of nuclear war because oh. of Vietnam. Oh, we did that, too. I grew up in the D.C. area, so of course we yeah. were. Yeah, I mean, it was. I remember air raid sirens going off. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I, the first air raid siren I heard after that, yeah. I was in Colorado, and I was like, what, is a bombs falling? And so everybody goes, it's a tornado warning. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. that's what that is. Yeah, I said, I'm had- not used to that sound other than nuclear war. Yeah, we had those too. I grew up next to Fort Benning, which is the largest military, like the largest infantry installation in the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even practice. We yeah. knew that we were <laughs> going to be vaporized instantly. So Yeah, I think they just did it for those kids going, you'll be okay under your desk. It'll be fine. <laughs> Big takeaway is... It's amazing we're all still alive. That's No shit. Yeah. I mean, we actually did have a bomb shelter at our campus in grade school. Oh my god. A yeah. real nuclear bomb shelter, but it was like, you know, it was a music room and so only a certain amount of people could have fit in there. The entire campus could not have fit in there. Oh yeah, the dentist I used to go to was right on the other side of the highway from the Pentagon. And so oh, when wow. we in the, in this hallway where you would go to the dentist office, it was also a fallout shelter area where you'd see those wow. signs on the wall with uh-huh. the nuclear <laughs> symbol and everything. Oh, yeah, the, the yellow and black symbol that's yeah, there. Yeah, remember yeah. it distinctly. All right, uh, one last quick break. Back with more show after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. Covered over all those years now, just another color. 
you still see them? The memories as selective as they come. Yeah, best music played on this show. And I don't want to fall down. This rabbit hole you found. This is Logan Piercy. Buried beneath that yellow house. A song called, a uh, single so called Yellow House. Logan Piercy.com. That's Piercy with two E's. If you stare too long, you stare uh, don't leave out that extra E. P I E R C E Y. Laying in the description so you don't have to spell it under this episode of BobSeska.com. Let me hear this. <laughs> You're just talking all over it. I'm trying to hear these harmonies. Well, you know what? We, we are gorgeous. doing this. It's been a great show for music. Today. <laughs> yeah. Both well, we are. A, a plus. We are, we are doing a talk show, David. And uh, I know. The, I the, know, I, the like, idea is to give you a little bit of the song so you go and download it instead of getting it for free here. Okay. Um, anyway, so digging back into things here, we have uh, a tweet of the day from uh, David Frum. David Frum writes, Yeah, he had a good one today. If you're comparing Justin Trudeau to Adolf Hitler, well, congratulations to you on leading a life so safe, so pleasant, with such abundant meals and comfortable beds that you have lost the ability even to imagine what fear, persecution, suffering, and pain would feel like. Yep. They're Good for him. Conservatives, but once in a while they get it right, and that's uh, well, I mean, exactly right. Why, why, how hard is it to not? How hard is it to just to, to understand Nazism versus I don't know trying to save people's lives by masking and vaccinating? Yeah, or uh, yeah. I mean, what what are they fucking thinking? It's like no, 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 Nazis, no, Nazis tried to kill people. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no. Like, I mean, like picture being in a room. With like speed freak, narcissistic, monomaniacal Adolf Hitler, or laid back, incredibly handsome, very uh, clearly a kind person, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Like, I mean, just objectively, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you idiots. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Yep. I uh, just, I, uh, I'm crushing their heads. I'm crushing their heads. <laughs> I crush your heads. Um, a year ago today, Rush Limbaugh died. And uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Jackson tweeted something. I guess he picked up his first year sobriety medallion. (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie Jackson tweeted Um, uh, today about how great a broadcaster Rush Limbaugh was. And I said, you know, saying Rush Limbaugh is a great broadcaster is like saying Hitler was a snappy dresser. It's kind of irrelevant. (laughs) Hitler was was a vegetarian. (laughs) Exactly right. Like COVID's an interesting organism. Yeah. Right. You know, like. <laughs> it's not a virtue when you use it for evil. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah, Rush Limbaugh knew how to talk into a microphone, but that doesn't and mean. And the Deepwater Horizon was a decorator. <laughs> you know? Like, right. <laughs> right. Shit, that's a good one. Um, and a couple of uh, derps of the week as we uh, uh, get close to wrapping up the show today. Janine Pirro. I don't know if you saw Janine Pirro on uh, mm. The Five the other day. Uh, and again, once again, Fox News is playing this game where they're now calling Justin Trudeau a dictator. Like, Canada is now a dictatorship because for once they invoked emergency powers in order to, you know, reopen that goddamn bridge in Ottawa that was being blocked by all these truckers and, oh my God, but now it's uh, such a, a trespass against freedom and it's nonsense. Uh, Janine Pirro said, Trudeau is now going to listen to Biden Biden now has the final word on what you should do if someone is protesting peacefully. Biden, the same guy, and I should be doing a drunk voice for this because it is Jenny. Biden, Biden, Biden same guy, same guy. Let all those people burn in Portland. (laughs) Biden, the same guy who, in the summer of 2020, decided he would allow people to burn down streets. Mm -hmm. A couple of things with that last sentence. First of all, Joe Biden was not president in the summer right. of 2020. There was no. another guy who was president mm-hmm. at that point in time. Yeah. The, my other question is, how the fuck do you burn down a street? That's my right. question. I don't understand. But, of course, Janine Pirro is drunk. So X-Men powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cyclops like, so, opens up his like visor thing and just like burns the street. But we all remember two years ago when President Joe Biden allowed protesters to burn down the street. Because he was president then. (laughs) then, Meantime, Eric Trump. We've got uh, Eric Trump here with another. My name's Eric. (laughs) Did you see the picture of them with the backpacks? And then, like, once again, they cannot stand like normal people. Like, what the hell is wrong with them? Everything they do is awkward. Yeah, it is. 
It's like one of those many questions that I have about being a Trump. Like, why does Don Jr. wear earbuds when he's doing his guys' videos? I'll never fucking understand that one. Yeah, why would he need to? He doesn't need to. But he does that anyway. That makes no sense. Yes, because he's fucking blitzed on cocaine. Oh, maybe somebody <laughs> feeding him his lines. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> it, too. Uh, Eric Trump tweeted the other day, on Thursday, our team will be in front of a New York judge, that's today, outlining the blatantly unethical behavior of Tish James, the New York Attorney General, and he made sure to tag Tish James for some reason. That's another dumb thing to do. Got to make sure she sees it in her mentions, I guess. He says, there are 81 pages of videos. Pages of videos. Those are, oh, so it's a picture book. That. It's a picture book. It's a picture book. He thinks that the he probably tries to turn the iPad, you know, like to see what's behind it. Like <laughs> my theory is he's talking about a pop-up book. Because yeah, a pop-up you book, go. you can actually animate the little characters in a pop-up yeah, book. And maybe maybe he thinks that's video. Yeah. <laughs> I, for wow. one, I'm looking That's forward sweet. to the courtroom sketches of Eric Trump. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they're or no, ne- the ones of Donald Jr., because his eyes will be closed and he'll be kind of drooling. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to decide if Ivanka's going to bring her Birkin bag to the deposition. Oh, of course. She's going to bring her. champagne popsicles. Yes, that's right. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, okay, so move, <laughs> moving on here. She uh, speaks Spanish like Peggy Hill, you know? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Los estudiantes son mis amigos. <laughs> uh, Yoda thinks that's hilarious, too. Sorry, I'm loving that. Um, okay, so some serious news here, and this should be disturbing to anyone who's been observing the done with COVID bullshit. According to the latest study here, COVID patients are more likely to develop mental health issues. Mm-hmm. That's what we're learning now. Uh, Donald Trump Sr., uh, you know, yeah, have, well, here's, your, here's your proof right there. <laughs> yeah. You One in three people who've been infected with COVID within the next six months develop a new medical symptom a yeah. new problem yep. a new heart issue a kidney issue a lung yeah. issue it is not over it is not safe to get covid no. it mm. is not i mean oh, for fuck's sake people yeah. i just well what the united yeah. states needs more of are mental health issues uh, see also airplanes and shopping yeah. malls and grocery stores yeah, people are very well adjusted now already and we're, we're going to add Let's more. Let's go, Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> the study, which was published in the BMJ Medical Journal, looked at millions of health records and found that COVID-19 patients were at increased risk for concerns like anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and cognitive impairment. Specifically, the study showed that people who had COVID-19 were 39% more likely to be diagnosed with depression, 35% more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety, They were also uh, 38% more likely to have stress and adjustment disorders and 41% more likely to have sleeping disorders. Researchers targeted nearly 154,000 people in the Department of Veterans Affairs who got COVID-19 between March 2020 and January 2021 and followed them for a year. That group was compared to a group of 5 million people who did not contract COVID-19 but lived under the same pandemic conditions including lockdowns, closures, financial concerns, and general loneliness. So I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days, uh, discussed it with John saying on his show last night. Denmark also is one of these countries that a lot of people who want to want to end the mandates pointing to Denmark and say, well, look at Denmark. Denmark's doing it. Uh, Denmark is, in fact, ending all of their covid mandates. And I think they're doing it permanently. They're not going to reimplement them. The booster rate, however, in Denmark, 62 percent boosted. In Denmark, the United States also ending all COVID mandates at this current point. Our booster rate, I just checked it on the New York Times website today, 28%. I can't wait for my fourth shot. I'm like, I'm ready for my fourth shot because I'm six months out in April for my third shot. So I'm ready. You're a teeny, you're part of a teeny tiny minority. Jody. I'm also part of a teeny tiny minority that's never gotten COVID. Exactly right. Same here. Same. 
We're, you know, all three I of mean, us have somehow made, but I'm like, Ben and I, we're not eating in restaurants. We eat at home. We like. Lonnie's I'm traveled really, twice. Yeah. And he um, even said, he even said, even when um, COVID is, you know, more manageable than it is, when it's more like the flu, whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to wear a mask on planes anyway. He goes, because up until the past two years, because having to wear a mask, he goes, I'm not coming home sick anymore. Yeah, well, he's yeah. going to have to deal with people proselytizing about the fact that he's wearing a mask. Like, wow, well, oh my you, God, you're wearing it like the cares? person who yelled at you uh, on the street the other day. You know? <laughs> well, the, uh, what I think will happen, a lot of people I know are not going to stop wearing masks on planes because yeah. it's just smart. Right. Um, but if somebody says, why are you wearing a mask? Well, I have a really, really bad cold. Do you want me to breathe on you? Yeah. <laughs> you still got to start. Yeah, just tell me yeah. I've tested positive for COVID. Yeah, I have so COVID. Do you want mask. me to give it to you? <laughs> yeah, and then just do one of these. <laughs> no, there was a lady really like way too close to me at the grocery store months ago. This is pre like vaccination, and I was like, "Ma'am, I just got diagnosed positive for COVID. You might want to back up." Yeah, yeah, good idea. She jumped like she was on fire, <laughs> as it should be. So our booster I mean, I, rate. I just had. I just had. I'm sorry. I just had a friend post something about you know it's my body, my choice, and it should be over. And da, da, da. it's like uh -huh. no, it's not. This is an airborne fucking disease. If yeah. it were HIV, harder to get. If it were hepatitis C, harder to get. You can be out in the public and mm -hmm. not give anybody those diseases. But I'm sorry, but if you've got fucking COVID and you're not vaccinated or masking up, and you haven't done either of those things, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Exactly. You I know, didn't say that to him because I just, I don't want to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. like, fuck you. We're stupidly making COVID policy now based on wishful thinking and fucking make-believe. It's certainly yeah. not based on our booster rate. It's certainly not because we're doing the work to deserve right. lifting the mandates because yeah. we're still, this goes back to April of last year. The people who were vaccinated with J&J &J last year, like last April, Right. They've got to be listed among the unvaxxed now. Absolutely. Some of the people who got the two shots last year are probably the equivalent of being unvaxxed at this point, if they're not We're really boosted. close to it. Yeah, really, really. That's why I want my third, sh my fourth shot in April, because I'll be six months out of my booster. Yeah. I want that. I want that. Give me the shot. So, I mean, other than... Give my daughter the <laughs> shot. <laughs> she just had to wait till 10 and it's past 10. Give her the shot. <laughs> so, I mean, we're at this point now where... There are vastly more people who are unvaccinated than we think because they got vaccinated. But it's going to be another variant. Yeah. There will be oh, more yeah. variants, folks. They're coming. And I just uh, – I, I think anybody that works with the public, like me, like having to deal with people coming into the bakery and stuff and deal – you know, like – it's going to be masks forever. Yeah, I know. We're just, yeah. I mean, because like just even like the job that I do, just going from restaurant to restaurant, if, you know, delivering bread, if I was carrying COVID, mm -hmm. I would just, it would be like a per golden opportunity for me to be a super spreader. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, so, all we can do now is exactly what you guys are doing, which is to just keep masking, keep up your uh, booster regimen and all the rest of it, because obviously... Everyone else is just like, well, I'm just so done with it. So I'm gonna la la la. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, of this. I'm done with having high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. I said, la 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 la. I love that. Uh, Kimberly sent me a San Francisco Chronicle piece here uh, just while we were doing the show. It says. Uh, uh, an Omicron subvariant known yeah. as BA2, we've been talking about that on the show over the last couple of weeks, is displacing the original strain around the world, WHO officials said on Wednesday. Its global spread appears to be steadily increasing. Yeah. And my hope was that because of the massive amount of people who got Omicron over this past winter, and then you combine in the people who are fully vaccinated, including boosters, mm -hmm. that we may have some form of herd immunity coming up. Nope. Nope, I don't think that's going to Only for a couple months. Work out. Yeah. And then you can get it again. Yeah. Well, and I know that Pfizer is trying to have an Omicron specific booster ready in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. um, and perhaps that will help against the Omicron subvariant. At least there's some sort of uh, fight against that. Yeah. Um, like the boosters were helping against Omicron original strain, mm -hmm. like original Coke. Um, so, I mean, hopefully their booster will be available and that will help with this subvariant. But yeah, I, it's just, I, yeah. I'm so sick and tired of people that are obstinate about not getting vaccinated and saying, well, it's my choice. Not, no, then you can't be in select no. in polite society. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're yeah. just not allowed outside. Well, what's driving me nuts is everyone saying that, well, you know what? Guess what? We're all going to get it now. 
It's it's done. We're all going to end up with COVID. That means yeah. we're all going to have a one in four chance of having serious mental health problems. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And that's just the beginning. That's after we risk maybe losing our job because we well, can't yeah, go and a one in three chance of long COVID. Yeah. That really debilitates you like my friend. Um, so yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, just, my gut is telling me that years down the road, we're going to find out that it also d- completely depleted some crucial amino acid in your brain that you needed mm. to avoid early yeah, onset dementia. Yeah. It's still oh, so yeah. soon. Like, it's still you know, so early. Like, yeah. We just don't know. We have we have no uh, complete answers to any of this. So the I think the most prudent thing is to err on the side of caution. I don't know why this yeah. became the crazy thing to do. The erring on the side of prudence in the face of this. So I guess what we're gonna all have to do is we're gonna have to figure out our own way through it while the rest of the world goes la 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 la. You know what I mean? And just and to pray that we don't end up with it, and pray that we're not the one in four, you know, or a four in ten, or the three in ten people who are getting mental health issues and all the rest of it. So uh, yeah, there's where we are. Hey, happy news! <laughs> happy news to end, end the show today. Um, okay, so coming up on the shadow docket. Uh, oh God, this is actually good news. A proposal in California. That has to do with uh, a new set of rights for cats and dogs. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Plus maybe some polling information. Great news about HIV. We hinted on this on Tuesday's show a little bit. Uh, What Eric Trump would ask Jesus. This is a question that Candace Owens asked Eric Trump the other day. Who's my real daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's all coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket program on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Get your ass over there, sign up for $5 a month, and uh, enjoy all the bonus content. Enjoy our wonderful community of listeners over there and supporters in the comments and so on. All right, folks, have a great weekend. See you on the after party tomorrow. Ask us anything happening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.